0: Welcome to the Joyful Miles Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and joining us this week, we have Laura.
1: Hello,
2: everybody.
0: And Jackie. Hi, everyone. And we have a very special guest, uh, one of our Joyful Miles Running Club members, Colleen McLaughlin. Uh, say hello, Colleen. How are you?
1: Hi, Colleen. So glad Hi. to have you here. Hi, hey, Colleen. Thanks for having me.
0: To share her first experience um, running her mar- first marathon and... You know, kind of continuing with the theme we have going on, we heard from Kimberly last week. Uh, if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to it, uh, ta- where she talked about running her first half marathon. So, Colleen, um, this was your first marathon, and you chose one of the biggest marathons in the world uh, to make it your first, right? Go bigger, go. Love this. <laughs> I
3: did. Yep. yep. I ran the Boston Marathon.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. my hometown, Boston too. Freshman. So, very eager to get to all of it, and it was like the epically worst conditions.
3: Yeah, I oh actually, yeah, it's true. I actually learned later that statistics like the statistics behind it, it was the worst marathon conditions in 30 years. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it was pretty it bad. Worked, I would have stayed in
3: yep. bed. <laughs> I don't blame you. I because what happened was it was a uh, 30 mile an hour headwind uh you know coming from the sea of course we're running east coming from the east and it was torrential rain the entire way it, it wasn't a point where it stopped there were points when it let up but never actually fully stopped and um temperatures in the mid to high 30s
0: yeah it was cold yeah. it was brutal oh um it was so awful. We'll, i can't wait to get to all that <laughs> Uh, but why not, why not tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, and okay. kind of like how you got into running and in, in a few of the different races you've done.
3: Sure. I uh, Well, I grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, so a town right over from Boston. So you have the city of Boston, then you have the Charles River, then you have Cambridge. That's where I'm from. And uh, it's just always been like running's kind of always been in my life some way or somehow. I was actually never personally a runner. I never liked it. I played soccer when I was young and I begged my coach to not put me in the midfield because midfielders did the most running. Of course he put me in the midfield. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that was my position. And, um, I was always midfield. Yeah,
3: and I actually, interestingly enough, joined the track team. Uh, when I was in high school, I did outdoor track all four years and I did indoor track. My, uh, freshman year. And I ran the 300 and the 600. Uh, They realized that I actually ran the 600 exactly double the time that it took me to run the 300, which was admittedly very slow. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Um, But then I actually, uh, the rest of the year, I threw the javelin and the discus for my high school track team, like for the outdoor track team. But I refused to run. Like anything that involved running, I wanted nothing to do with it. I did some sprinting drills, maybe occasionally but otherwise wasn't happening so i actually didn't get into distance running until uh right after i graduated from college and that was when i learned about the princess half marathon Mm -hmm. and i thought so you're telling me that people go to the disney parks and they run races through the disney parks that's a thing (laughs) so and you know i couldn't say no to that and i could think of no better motivation than a trip to disney world to get myself running and also i was kind of in a funk and I was looking to get myself fit again. So I queued up couch to 5k and then I got the Jeff Galloway training and I ran princess in two hours, 51 minutes and uh, 43 seconds, I believe. So.
0: That's not bad for a first half marathon.
3: <laughs> Thanks. Especially um, at Disney
0: where you're, you're probably going to take in the sights a little bit more. And
3: I did stop for the princess admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> so on the way back to Epcot, not on the way up to the magic kingdom. So, it was perfect. It was uh, one of the most amazing and rewarding, marath like r- races that I ever done. Most rewarding things I had ever done at the time, and I was so like just proud of myself. I burst into tears at the finish line. Um, like I couldn't believe that I did it, um, and I wanted to do more. But I never got a chance to go down to do run Disney again until last year when I did Star Wars. So and I actually ran that one with my sister. It was her first half marathon. Um, Cause she'd had a number of like ankle and back problems uh, over the year. So it was like my job to make sure she got through the race. That took us about three and a half hours, but you know, we made it. It was fun. Awesome. Uh, she actually ran the star Wars 10 K this year too. And she did much better. So oh, she good. made it for her. Ran the whole way. She was good. Um, and then of course I did Avengers, which was my first coast to coast this past year as well. And that was so much fun. I see the Thor 10 K shirt. I actually, it's, Sitting on my chair right now is actually kind of weird. But then I, I love it.
2: these shirts. I wear these shirts. Yeah. All like, this all, is
3: I the best Disney shirts. I love the Black Widow one. I actually yeah. wore, it, I wore. it when I saw Infinity War. Yeah, I, like, I
2: always. Me too. Anything eyes. with Avengers. I throw. I actually wore the Gauntlet yeah. one, which is pretty ugly, but it fit the movie. So I'm like, I got exactly.
3: it exactly. that's the um, I've run out of clothes to wear to the gym. Yeah. Sure.
2: <laughs> the ugly gold gauntlet.
3: Sure? No, they could have. I wish it had been like a black one. I think black, or maybe like a hunter green.
2: Yeah, I think we'd yeah. all prefer
3: anything but chrome yellow.
2: I, I would prefer two black ones over yeah black gold. I
3: agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I've also just been doing a lot of local races just around. I did the BAA distance medley last year. And yeah, I did
0: too.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. The half marathon is kind of like a micro version of the marathon. So, the first three miles are completely downhill. It rolls rolls through the middle. (laughs) And then you hit mile nine, you go straight up.
0: Yep. You're like, because it's an out and back. So, you're like, oh, damn, I'm going to have to come back up this damn thing.
3: Yeah, it's true. That's why you want to be conservative when you start out. So, (laughs) but yeah, I'm doing the distance medley again this year as well. So, I'm going to come out with five BAA medals this year. (laughs) That's great.
0: That medley medal is really nice. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: So, what point, I mean, so not having done a lot of races. At what point did you say, I want to do a marathon?
3: Um, I mean, I've always wanted to do a marathon. It was just a matter of finding the right one and finding one that I would enjoy doing. I did make the, uh, decision that I was like, I want to do a marathon before I turn 30 and which happens in October. And I wanted to do one that I loved. And, you know, this past year's, uh, Marathon came and went. It's gonna be the last Disney marathon before I turn thirty. It's like you know that's okay because um, I want my first marathon to be the Walt Disney World marathon because I it was my where my first race was and I can think of no place better to do my first marathon. So I said you know I can't do the marathon before I turn thirty. I'm gonna run the marathon to celebrate turning thirty. So, and you know I made peace with that. I never thought in a million years I get to run the Boston marathon with two months notice.
1: So oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, so,
3: <you> <laughs> so in
2: well, your head, you're thinking Disney's going to be your first one, and Disney 2019,
3: 2019. Yeah. So
2: that's where you're at, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm still you missed, doing
3: that. You're still, still doing it. okay. About, yeah, of
2: course. Awesome. So, you, but somewhere from January till April, <laughs> what happened?
3: So it actually happened a little bit before that. I oh, okay. Uh, I was at a Christmas party uh, with some, with a bunch of my friends and actually my friend who works for the Boston Athletic Association. Uh, You know, we were, you know, having fun uh, drinking as you do at a Christmas party. And he says, you know, you're totally going to run the marathon. Like, yeah, you're, you're going to run. I was like, you yeah. Okay. He's a very sarcastic (laughs) person. It's like, (laughs) I I, I never know when he's kidding. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll run the Boston marathon. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) And I mean, he got, two of my friends in last year. And I thought, hmm, eh, maybe. But then, so you know that happened and we kind of forgot about it. And I made peace with that. And I was like, it's kind of late to get into the marathon, if I, even if I wanted to do charity. Um, but then two months go by after that. I was actually, it was in February, I was in Disney World. And I get a Facebook message from him at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. I'm thinking, who was messaging me at 7 o'clock on a Thursday? And it's my friend, he says, Hey, did you still want that dip to Boston? I have it. I was like, <sighs> oh, <"Yeah."> uh, <laughs> uh, Yes. <laughs> you can't say, if somebody asks you, Do you want to run the Boston Marathon? you don't say no. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. You.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: That, I was just thinking, What? <laughs> like, uh-huh. you're being serious right now. And yeah. So I was actually waiting in line for Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom that day, filling out the application.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: Oh and I sent it in, then a few hours later I got the congratulations, you've been accepted to the marathon. I
0: thought Wow. Okay. So <laughs> with, with with thinking that your first marathon isn't gonna be for almost another year. Right. Had you been training at all?
3: Um well I've been consistently running. Um I like part of my gym like what's cool is in my gym we have a class that's kind of like a spin class but on treadmills. So I get to tread do treadmill my- or something. Exactly. Yeah, I get to do a uh like kind of like all my Interval training, all this fartlek uh, work, I usually do that in the midweek anyway. And then my longer runs for the weekends. And you know, I've just been kind of consistently running because I knew I was gonna be doing the distance medley and I wasn't sure. I was actually considering doing Star Wars this year, uh, but we weren't, but it's usually a family vacation because that's when my family are off from work and school and everything. So, but we weren't sure if we were actually going, so we never actually signed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because, I wasn't sure how my body was going to react to the marathon. So I thought probably a good idea if I sit this one out for now. Um, So, but I was just, you know, consistently running. And then suddenly I get this message saying, Hey, you're going to run the marathon. Okay. I need to up the mileage more. (laughs) I was going to
2: say, what do you remember? Like, what was your long runs at that point? Like how far? My
3: longest run uh, before that was 14 miles.
2: Okay.
0: So, and how, did, so was, how did you approach uh, it when you got back? As long so as I'd gone ever. You've got less than so- two months to get ready for a marathon. <laughs> and, and, and keeping in mind that the closer you get to the marathon, the more you're going to taper.
3: Yeah. So about three weeks out, I did my 20 miler. Uh, I did a 15, uh because I was kind of crunched for time. I knew I had the foundation already because I've actually mm-hmm. done six half marathons to date okay. in my life. Okay. So uh, it was... The three Disney ones, the one BAA one, and then uh, two local half marathons in my town. So, you know, I'd done all those. It's fine. I ran a two, like my PR is 216 on the half marathon. And I just thought, you know, I have this foundation. I can I can build on it. That's fine. And I built up to, okay, I'll do 15 next. And then I'll go up to 18. Then I went up to 20. And then after 20 was when I started tapering back a bit. 'Cause I knew that if I had the foundation of twenty, people always say yeah. like if you have twenty, you can keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which you know that's the most thing. we can up to as well, all three of us. Yeah.
0: yeah. if you get to twenty, I mean it's another ten K after that you're fine.
3: Yeah. It's true. And maybe right. of they all say that it, the race starts at the <clears> final ten <throat> K. So like if you can get through that, you can get through you can get through another six, that's fine. <clears> You've <throat> already done that multiple times. So but yeah, that's uh, pretty much my training. Then I tapered back. I did a lot of cross training as well. I've uh, been doing a lot of weight training. I actually incorporated boxing into my oh, training. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, so I've been learning to box. The good thing about boxing is it's a good full body workout. It's good for agility. It's good for uh, mobility in your entire body, not just your, uh, like just your legs and your arms and everything. It's a big core workout as well. So if you have a strong core, you are a stronger runner. Because that's what's really controlling everything. So, like, if your arms or your legs are tired, focus in on your core. Same thing with boxing. Like, they say if you're boxing and your arms are tired, you're not using your core enough. You're not doing it right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, because that's where all your power comes from. Your arms are just where you transfer the energy.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Boston's such a cool, like, city because you guys have so many... Like you have so it's such a fit to me. It's like a fit city. Like we are a chicken wing eating city. You guys are (laughs) a running city and it's just amazing. Like listening to Chris last night and running coaches, like I don't even think I have those opportunities here that I know of. I mean,
3: yeah, there is a big running culture in Massachusetts and I think it's because of the marathon. I think it's because like we watch it every year. It's one of the world marathon majors. And, uh, and then all of the like running clubs that are around. I like all the local running stores. I'm a bit, I admittedly I've become a bit of a snob. I will not go anywhere but a local running store to buy my running shoes. <laughs>
2: That's all
3: right. Those guys say. know what you are doing. Like I was actually in uh, a local running store called Marathon Sports, plug. And yep. they, uh, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. And I was talking with a couple of the guys and I guess one of them also was running. He was like, oh yeah, I ran for mile seven right here. Like to you know the store, which was at the finish line. was yeah, at
0: the finish line, yeah. Yeah,
3: the oh. one right uh, right by Copley Square. He ran from mile seven to Copley Square on the marathon route. Wow, included all the hills. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, it's it's it is a big running city, and it's a and like you see a lot of people who like they watch the marathon. They think like it's kind of the they say it's like the unicorn. So it's like that like, like that thing that's maybe unattainable, but it's like. It's the dream, and you, oh dear. <laughs> Sorry, fine. it looks like my phone was running out of battery. Here, I'm going to grab my charger real quick.
1: Okay. Okay. Did you guys hear the noise from the garage, by the way? No. I
3: didn't mm-hmm. hear anything.
1: Boss, packing up the truck. You so, what? we have a lot of work to do at the beach house tomorrow, so we're loading up the truck with uh, tools and all this other stuff. So, I'm trying to mute it as much as possible.
3: Okay. I think we're, okay. I think I'm back in it. Okay. Fabulous. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things like you watch it and and you see it on TV. This is a big thing on national television. These pro athletes from all over come and they run this race and it's a hugely inspirational thing to see. Like I was a spectator last year. I was at the finish line. I actually did see, um, that Marine, um, who ran on the blades when he was carrying the flag. I actually watched him in front of me walk, like, Crossed the finish line and the crowd was going crazy. Oh
1: wow! So oh, that was amazing.
3: He ran again this year. Oh so.
2: wow! Yeah,
0: carried the flag again. <laughs> I mean, carrying yeah. the flag is hard enough, and then you, you're on blades like that. I mean, I just don't know how they do it. Yeah, so you're you're so you're having the train. You know, the end of February, March, in the beginning of April, which was god awful weather up here yeah. in the Northeast. So. That was. <laughs> Do, except for the week that? i
2: was in, in boston that's I just yeah,
3: you, you lucked out that's not normal
2: <laughs> you were probably out there that week riding no around the park like me because it was 70 <laughs> in february
3: i was like was... i pulled out a pair of shorts i was like what are these <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah so
2: right. was it tough with all the snow yeah. and everything like did it you was. find
3: um what's actually uh what actually was really helpful was i actually invested in a pair of trail shoes mm. um because i in addition to my uh, actual road running I've also taken up obstacle horse racing, so oh, like yeah. like Spartan races. So I actually have one this weekend. Um, so so those were really helpful for running in the snow because they have a little bit more grip, and and it was still you know I was still able able to get my runs in, and it was really helpful. <laughs> Great.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a bit of a beast <laughs> I know because I'm I, getting, I mean we could so. barely train for Star Wars let alone the Boston we are whining about it for the Star Wars race we're like it's too. we yeah, can't
3: do it it's actually right around the time that I started really pushing the marathon training I actually it was the beginning of March I had a Spartan race in upstate New York I think I, I put up the pictures on the Facebook page of um, me uh, running a snow-covered mountain like yeah i remember those i was carrying sandbags i was jumping over a fire at the finish line oh my gosh
1: i remember the fire picture i was like oh
3: yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a very good joyful jump shot over the fire oh,
3: awesome i figure add some fire i haven't seen a fire jump, joyful jump shot yet so that was okay. awesome
2: now, now, you won't see one from me
3: <laughs> oh you could totally do it <laughs> yeah.
2: do you ever get nervous you're gonna get hurt like i think i would be so scared of getting injured doing well, an obstacle thing- course
3: the worst thing that actually happened to me was my first race, my first obstacle race was at actually at Fenway Park. So if you don't wanna get muddy or anything, the stadiums are perfect for you. Like you don't get muddy, you don't get wet, there's no barbed wire. Um, but when you do the stadiums, it's kinda of like a, it's a bit like a CrossFit workout uh, with obstacles. So one of the obstacles is a six foot wall that's just a solid flat six foot wall. You run, you grab the top, you pull yourself over the wall. Um, they have a six, seven and eight quarter, um, the six quarter, this was my first time seeing the six foot wall in person. So I thought, you know, you know, I tried to pull myself up, failed. Um, I was like, okay, no, try again, muscle my way over. And I got so excited that I made it over that I misjudged my landing and rolled my ankle.
0: Oh God. And this
3: oh, was about a, about a third of the way into the race. And I remember I had to, like, grab onto the, one of the railings. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And, like, roll out my ankle a little bit. Because then, you know, I stopped for a second. And then it's like, okay, I can put weight on it. This is fine. And I kept running. And the next thing was the bucket. Which is uh, on the mountains. It's a, a five-gallon bucket of water. or No, uh, not water. Of uh, gravel. In the stadiums, mm-hmm. it's a five-gallon bucket of water. You pick it up and you carry it down a flight of stairs, then up a bunch of ramps and then up another flight of stairs, so, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then you put it back where you found it and you keep running, and then I did box jumps. So, like oh straight after. So. That's
2: going on my anti-bucket list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: wondering
1: if you could drink some of the water, like guzzle some down. Yeah, it was you just part. Like
0: what if you conveniently because just spill was, a lot? I
3: was actually leaking a little bit and I was holding it against my chest like this, And it was leaking a little bit, and I had a little bit of water on my chest when I put it down. And I was like, oh, I'm going to towel myself off a little bit. This is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so much fun. And the really cool part about the stadium races is that you go through all of the different parts of the stadiums that you normally don't get to go to. One of the cool things at Fenway was you do push-ups in the visiting team locker room. Uh, You can climb the rope on the warning track. You're, like, running around the warning track. You, um... Run across the green monster uh, and go up to all the top, ta- like the top, like towers of the stadium, and you just get the most amazing views. That's and cool. it's pr- it's the most beginner friendly of like like on the Spartan Register, if you like, like in my personal opinion, because the race I did in New York was much more difficult because we had the ice and the snow, and it was actively snowing that day as well. So, uh, and then you're climbing a mountain, <laughs> so. Yeah. My next big mountain is going to be in Pennsylvania. And then I have one in Vermont after that. So,
0: wow. yeah. okay. you're making
2: going. Boston sound easy now. I know.
3: <laughs> you know, by comparison, now that I've done uh, a mountain race with a stadium race, the stadium races are a lot easier just because they're like, like it's a lot easier to really tell what you're doing. If you, if you know what I mean, just because like, Oh, we're going up a flight of stairs and we're going down a flight of stairs and we go, and especially if you know a stadium, well, it's a lot easier. But mountains, and also that's the other thing with, with Spartan. Every year, at every venue, they change the course. It's never the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could be doing your death march two miles, up, or a mile straight up a mountain at mile two or at mile ten. They never tell you. Ugh. They call it the death march for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I am going for this year with obstacle races, I'm going for something called the trifecta actually a triple trifecta. So the trifecta in Spartan is there are three different race distances. It's the sprint, which is what all the stadiums are and what I'm doing this weekend and what um, the race I did in New York was. That's uh, between three and five miles with about 15 or more obstacles. There's the super, which is eight to 10 miles with 20 or more obstacles. And then the beast, which is 13 to 15 with 25 or more obstacles. So if you do all three of those races in a calendar year, you get a trifecta. I'm going for three. (laughs)
0: Oh wow! <laughs> I have no desire to do this one, <laughs> know.
3: you know. I think you'd enjoy Fenway. Like it's a really cool place. Maybe the stadium playing. one, but that wall, yeah, no. Absolutely.
0: I worked there for a couple seasons, like 20 years ago. I've
3: <laughs> <You're> got <good. laughs> to explore you're good. all
0: the uh, nooks and crannies. Of course, it's a lot different now than it was then. But true, um,
3: you get to run across the monster now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, I've so, sat up there for a game. I highly um, recommend
3: it. in November if you're interested. <laughs> We'll see <laughs> yeah. I will look for all of the posts about it. <laughs> uh,
0: so as you're getting closer to, to marathon Monday, I mean, the weather reports weren't looking good early on and then no. the closer you're getting, you just, they were flat out saying it's going to suck. Uh, yeah, yeah it's basically going to rain yeah. the whole time and it's not yeah. only going to just rain, it's going to be blowing and it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, so how did that affect you in the days leading up? Um, did you do anything differently? Were you concerned at all?
3: Um, well, I was definitely concerned. It was really more a matter of what am I going to wear? How am I going to stay dry? How am I going to keep myself together? Um, it's like, do I like, what things do I bring? Uh, do I like, how am I going to like, you know, organize myself like with my uh, fuel, with my phone, with like, like however it's like, however everything's, is everything going to work out? Um, so it was really just a matter of you know, it's funny, I didn't like the last time I ran in rain was actually when I got my half marathon PR. It was mm-hmm. in November. It was wasn't the torrential rain like what we saw in Boston. Um, it was just like that enough rain that warrants like an umbrella, but it wasn't, you know, sheets mm-hmm. rain coming down in waves with headwinds. And I mean, I just went in a tank top and an Under Armour shirt uh, underneath it and, you know, a pair of knee length leggings, I was fine. Um, I did, and so I did the same thing this time. So I had the knee length leggings with Under Armour and then I had a raincoat uh, under a tank top. Because what I always like to do is, if I have to layer something, I'll put my bib on a tank top uh, and where that is my topmost layer, regardless of what I have on. And that just makes it easier for me. So if I have to ditch something, I just have to take off the tank top, take off the thing, put the tank top back on. So I don't have to move the bit.
1: Yeah. That
3: that is a pain to like remove. And then um, very much. So, (laughs) so, so that's my strategy. Um,
2: Were you okay with like whatever jacket you had on ditching if you needed to?
3: Well, when I got out there, I had had this old sweatshirt that I was going to ditch that I just wore uh, on the bus out there. And then uh, when I was walking to the start line, I ditched it. Okay. Um, uh, so that was, so I had an underarmour layer, then the raincoat, then the tank top. And then okay. I also had on a plastic poncho that was a dollar store poncho that I was thinking of ditching at some point, but I actually didn't ditch it until I got to Hereford street, which was, you know, half a mile to go. Um, okay. so I thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep this. I'm going to keep myself as dry as I can, the um, security which blanket. was impossible. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was- there was,
0: just, it's just what level of wet are you going to be? right cuz
3: yeah it got to the point where i was just like you know i'm just i'm i've accepted that i'm not going to be dry for at least 6 hours so i'm just going to deal with it this is fine mm-hmm. i mean whatever what um.
2: i have a question what time cuz rob told me that you know it starts at 7 at 7 for some people mm-hmm. and like so 11 a.m. for some people you have to be other. there by 7 you have to be
3: there by 7
0: i think you have to be at the starting area by 7
3: so what they actually did this year was they Kind of staggered everybody so my so what happened was i got the bus in like right by the boston common so there's you know on charles street right between the boston common and the public garden it just had a fleet of school buses and depending on which wave you were in i was in wave four which was the last wave that starts at 11 a.m and then they put you in corrals uh from there and then so what they do is for each wave they designate a time for you to go to your buses and then that's when they bust you out so you're so you can get there in time for your start time so when i was actually boarding the bus that was when the wheelchairs were starting
2: okay so oh wow so okay. what time was that
3: that was about uh just before 9 a.m and okay. I, was I was scheduled to go at about 11 11 20. so you're so, getting
2: on the bus or pulling away yeah, from the
3: i'm getting on the bus as the wheelchairs are starting
2: Wow.
3: So, but And the reason they did that was because they didn't want to have, you know, 30,000 people inundating this one small space because out in Hopkinton, they use Hopkinton High School as like their runner's village. So there's like a bunch of fields around the school where people like hang out, there's, you know, restrooms, there's food, there's all this stuff going on. Um, and they just didn't want everybody in one place because they wanted to keep it flowing because otherwise you're looking at bottlenecking and it's crazy. Right. So it actually worked out okay. So like we drove out to Hopkinton and I get to the, I get to the village and it was, you know, high winds, torrential rain. Um, it was about five inches of mud in those fields. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I wrapped my shoes. I wrapped my feet in plastic because um, I actually left all my stuff. Excuse me. At my gym uh, because we had a bag check that we could use, but, You know, my gym was right across the street from where the, um, from where the bag check was. I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep my stuff in there, keep everything dry. I'll be fine. Um, and then I just, and then I just went out to Hopkinton and, uh, and so how long were
2: you waiting there? Like in the village from the time your bus got there till the time you kind of had to be in your crowd.
3: I was actually in there for maybe about half an hour, 45 minutes.
2: And were you getting cold at that time?
3: Um, a little bit, uh, not as cold as I was expecting. I was just wet, I was just, just absolutely soaking wet. It was funny because I was talking to this guy as we were walking to the start line and he was wearing rain boots. And I was like, you, that is the smartest thing I've ever seen. Because what a lot of people were doing was they were wearing old shoes. Right. Old shoes and socks to go out to Hopkinton. And then they were changing them right when, before they started wish I'd done that. Did not do that. Um, mm-hmm. I just body glided my feet like crazy and hope for the best. Um, but I, like I said, I did ditch the, um, extra layer sweatshirt cause <clears throat> excuse me. Cause I knew I wasn't going to be super cold once I started. Yeah. It's fine. It worked. Were you,
2: were you nervous? Like walking to the start line? Were you having yes. like stomach nervousness?
3: <laughs> not so much like sick stomach nervousness. It was just mainly just kind of like nerves excitement I was like uh like okay so this is going so I make it through this I'm a badass so, um, <laughs> did you in
2: your head be like yeah. at any point I might not finish or no
3: honestly no okay. I never thought I was any like in any kind of like danger of not finishing like barring you know complete disaster okay. but you know I just felt like you know I'm I feel confident enough to get through this race. Um, I have a lot of people at different points of this race who are waiting for me. Um, I would hate to have to make the phone call, being like, "Hey, I'm not coming. Right. am taken to a hospital." So that's I never want that to happen. <laughs> so, uh, so it was really like I I felt like you know I was I was gonna make it. I I, I felt really confident that I was gonna make it the entire way. Like. It got to a point where I just kind of threw time goals out the window. Mm-hmm. I was just like, just get through this thing.
1: And just live it and enjoy yeah. it for and, what it was.
3: Oh, uh, It was the most, it was so much fun. Like it was like, cause the, cause everybody comes out, like there really weren't any stretches of that race where there wasn't somebody outside.
0: I was going to ask that. So the weather didn't really deter spectators.
3: No. No. It's <laughs> great. Because
0: seeing a lot out. of a lot of the pictures I saw at the finish line, it just seemed like there was nobody there.
3: I mean it got it was a lot smaller than in years past. Because like when people were telling me about it, like I just visualized just like lines of people on either side of the road just like going crazy and you're in a state like it's like you're in a stadium the whole time. But I mean we still had people, they came out with signs, they came out in force and they stayed. It was great. Awesome. And, yeah.
1: Now, what kind of nutrition did you bring? Did you have food? Uh, the people that who were you were meeting? Did you have food with them, or how did you do on that hand?
3: Um, well, for breakfast, I had a bagel with some peanut butter, and like, which is what I usually do anyway. Breakfast
1: of champions,
3: and of course, and that was at about. I was right around the time that I actually left to um, go to my gym in the morning, because because uh, actually part of this little marathon adventure was I was uh because one of my friends who uh works as a trainer at my gym and is you know my trainer she um like she's a like also an obstacle course racer um and what she wanted to do is she actually started her own youtube channel where she's uh like documenting uh different like obstacle racers and different races that they do and she's um and what she wanted to do is she wanted to do a pre-race interview with me so i went in early to do the interview i will also um Be posting that video it actually drops on sunday
1: that would be great thanks
3: yeah uh, her channel is called the ocr trainer so the optical course trainer and what she does is she does a lot of uh not only like documenting racers and uh the things that they do to train and also like their racing experiences um she also like does nutrition she also and she does the um she calls it training hack tuesday so if there are like certain obstacles that maybe like for example like a rope climb not every gym has a rope so how can i train for a rope climb if my gym doesn't have a rope so and just like little things like that and also like you know building endurance and everything like that as well so um that's a plug for her as well the ocr trainer is a good friend of mine her her name is megan she's wonderful and she is uh she's five two but i watched her clear an eight foot wall on her own (laughs) So she I was out her, there, I was just like, how are you doing that? <laughs> so, but she only ran her first half marathon uh this past November. So I, maybe she'll do a marathon one day. We'll see. So <laughs> we're kind of training each other. She's uh, helping me become a better obstacle horse racer, and I'm helping her become a better runner. So like we kind of have both like either one of those going for us, and then we just help the other get there. That's so pretty awesome. <laughs>
2: So, did you have a lot of people then along the way? Because you did say you you knew you were going to have. I did.
3: I had um, I had uh, be my family. Um, so at mile ten, I had my aunt and uncle. Uh, that was like that was in about Natick City Center. So it was um, four towns in. So you actually so you go through eight. So the thing with the Boston Marathon is you actually go through uh eight cities and towns. You're only in Boston I think for about two miles. Mm-hmm. So. So you start in Hopkinton, then you go into Ashland, Framingham, Natick, Wellesley, Newton, Brookline, and Boston.
2: Okay.
3: So it's the, in that order. And at, around mile 10 is uh, Natick City Center. And my aunt and my uncle were uh, were out there. And I, and I remember getting a text message on my watch saying, you know, hey, we're like just beyond mile 10. And, you know, was, I, I get to mile 10. I was like, okay, where are they? Where are they? and like just looking around and I and what I also did was I put my name on the front of my shirt so the entire time people were like go, 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 you got this!" and um and my aunt and uncle were also yelling my name so I was I was actually on the opposite side of the road from where they were and I was just kind of looking around like where are they and like it was funny because the guy on the side of the road, the road was like like yeah Colleen you'll find them you can do it you'll find them I was like And then all of a sudden I just hear like this loud, and I look to my left and there's my aunt and uncle. And that was great seeing them come out for that. And then I had at mile 20. So right half, about halfway up Heartbreak Hill was my little sister and a couple of her friends, which was, Uh they were, I say little sister, she's 23. Um, But she's, like but she came out and she was like yeah i have my big blue and white umbrella so you can find me so um and i guess like one of the ladies in her office was running as well so they were all supporting her too so um so i stopped and chatted with her for a minute um she had the best instagram caption for our picture together at heartbreak hill um it says i'm so happy to support you through your first heartbreak I'm just oh.
2: like,
3: <laughs> which is like the best caption ever that's fantastic so, i know it has about 150 likes to today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my sister's funny like that. And then my mom, my sister, and, and uh, one of my cousins was at just past mile 26 on Boylston Street. So, about 100 it's yards. A from the or Was it was it too chaotic? No, it was actually fine. So you they were, too- were behind, because uh, like they were on like a little inlet, like where uh, where people park on Boylston Street, and like they had actually had a bunch of cones set up and I think it was because there was a bit of flooding there cause it was still, you know, obviously coming down quite hard. And there was a police officer standing there to make sure people didn't really like, uh, like, you know, obviously that we were safe and everything like that. And I just remember like passing this police officer and there they are, and I was like, oh. and they, um, it was great. And like, they tried to film me crossing. I I don't know if it actually worked out, but, um, but it was about, less than a hundred yards from the finish line. And mm-hmm. that, like, that was the boost I needed. And I was, uh, that was great. So it was I got so
2: to- fun watching you. I was following yeah. you around like throughout <laughs> the, like yeah. every, you know, I had the app, so I love yeah. the live,
3: any race with live tracking. It yeah. Is- it is amazing. It was the best live tracking that I've seen because what happened was when I crossed the finish line, I suddenly just got inundated with texts and mm. messages uh, like, we just saw that you finished. I was like, oh my God. It was like all my friends, a bunch of my family, and even my boss at work.
2: Oh. Uh,
3: yeah. Like, apparently my entire office was following me the whole time. It was like, oh, she had 10K. She had 15K, 20K. It was like,
2: it's
1: true. Oh, it's, it's so wow. lovely.
3: Yeah. It was, it was great.
2: So. I I love the live tracking. If you feel like you're there for some reason, it just feels so good. Like Rob, when you did New York, I mean, I just, all day I'm like watching. I'm like, okay, he's here. I'm telling my family. They're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, oh my God. And like, I I did, I followed throughout the race with you. And um, yeah, I saw the, all the uh, posts on
3: the Facebook page. I was like,
2: oh my God, I didn't even know you guys were doing
3: that. (laughs) That was awesome.
0: So, no, even, so even even awesome. the weather being what it was and, and the yeah. conditions being you know, it didn't deter you at all, didn't no. sour your experience, safe no. to stay very positive coming out of it. It
3: was just a fun day. And I mean I think I want to say I owe I owe that to like everybody who came out and also to all the volunteers who, you know, oh. they're they're rock stars. Every yeah. single one of them. One thing they, to be uh, running in
0: that thing, another to be standing yeah. there the whole time dishing out oh. water and mm-hmm. yeah, getting all chilled to the bone.
3: I don't know how they did that. Like just standing still the entire time. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause one of the other things I did find out after was that I guess about 2,300 people went down with hypothermia symptoms.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh wow.
3: Yeah. And that's just runners. So I, I have to wonder like, did it happen to anybody else? I'm sure this high, high possibility that it nice. did. Um, like even like there was a story of, I guess like one of the race directors or something like that who was on actually the timing truck that went in front of the elites wow. and like it was like riding along there. And then, like, he gets to the finish line and he had to go to the medical tent because, oh of my goodness, knows. so I can't even
2: imagine because, like, I just know how cold we were at don't yeah we? and it wasn't raining. Like, imagine being wet and down. oh, so imagine doing Broad.
1: Oh, I was gonna say it was another... very similar to Broad
0: Street, Jackie, only colder. I mean, it was right. cold as we were at Broad Street, this was and even
3: longer and farther. Oh, no. With hills <laughs> and we're boots. so traumatized <laughs> from that broad. I mean the broad run, yeah. and that's why you layer. <laughs> and that was, I think, partially why I kept the poncho on as long as I did, was because that did help me stay a little bit drier, and it gave me like kind of an insulator uh-huh. because because we always bring ponchos like when we whenever we go to the Disney parks, and I hate wearing ponchos. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because they're because they're plastic and like they, and they trap heat and trapping heat in Florida. But no, it it just doesn't work. It's sweaty. It's gross. I hate it. So, I mean, it still did the same thing that it does in Florida, but it actually worked to my advantage. I think, And I think that was why I was able to, like, really stay up and, like, keep going.
2: Yeah,
3: right. Because I had that and I was able to, like, kind of keep my core warm in that way. So, So after the race, did you immediately go to the gym then to get your stuff? I did. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I actually, I had to walk. So, like, you finish on Boylston Street right by the public library, and I actually had to walk about half a mile across, like, up Boylston Street, across the public garden and the common to the opposite side of it, which was where my gym was. <laughs> I'm so, trying
2: to – I was just in Boston, so I'm like, is it by yeah. – I know where tears yeah, so the
3: Yeah, the public garden, that's where the swan boats are. I mean, they weren't uh, – oh. they're not up there in, in February, but it's, um, it's the largest botanical garden, and there's the statue. Um, and there's that big statue in there as well. Yeah, Jackie, you were
0: over there. It's Yeah,
3: like we were so the gym would be it was on Tremont Street. Okay. So, yeah, and it was That's yeah, so I gym's right. Here <laughs> right the park. Yeah, it's funny. I was climbing up the hill. I was like, I thought I was done with this. <laughs> but it was a
1: good way there to stretch your legs at
3: least. Oh, definitely. And move all but, them see- out. See, it's funny because the entire time, I guess I didn't realize like, cause I was kind of like doing a bit of a shuffle at some points because it was, it was tough. The Hills were tough. Um, and then when I got to Boylston street, that was when I realized, Oh, wait a minute, my legs actually work. I could actually stretch them. I was like, I, I can actually stretch my legs now. This is, this is something. So they, they work.
2: <laughs> so, it's impressive. It it had so a really good fun. attitude about it, everything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think that really benefited you. Definitely. throughout because it sounds like even from the beginning with the rain and everything like you never were like
3: mm-hmm.
2: dreading it or yeah. I, I can't do this like
3: and i really- think it was the energy of the day and the fact that it's the boston marathon i don't know if if for when i'll ever get another opportunity right to i was gonna say it. i mean i was yeah. i was
0: joking that i would stay in bed but at the end of the day you don't know if you're gonna get a chance to run boston again. no
1: no i would be no. out there and y'all know how i hate being cold yeah. there's also something to be said about the fact that you were in it with everyone else. I mean, you were all going we were all in it together and it becomes like this, you know, story that years from now you're going to talk yeah. about and, and share this.
3: Yeah. And this-
1: like we, whenever we see someone that did splash and dash we're like, Oh my gosh, remember how horrible it was. And yeah, you smile when you think about it.
3: I know it's oh. funny because I feel like this is going to be a year that people are going to like, if there's another bad weather uh, years down the line they're going to compare it to this year like well back in 2018 we remember we had all of like we had that bad weather too we had you know remember the torrential rain the freezing temperatures and i mean it it, it's funny because i was talking to a guy who did the new york marathon this year who is like another friend of mine he's like yeah we had a bit of a drizzle and it was really annoying it was
0: actually i enjoyed it
3: yeah. It I wasn't mean, that bad
0: because it, was, it wasn't too cold. It was like 70 degrees the day before.
3: Yeah. He was like, yeah, it was drizzling. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to hear it. And if somebody says like, oh, but I don't want to do that 5K. It's raining. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Ex- don't I, I don't to want to hear any excuses from anyone. <laughs> and you're never gonna get, no one's ever going to get empathy from you. When I it's actually supposed to rain for my Spartan race this weekend. I'll be doing burpees in the mud. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, <laughs> I've chop- been through worse. <laughs> So I give you credit because
0: you're in like the fifties. It wasn't, it wasn't even close and it wasn't even windy. It was just, hmm. I know whatever. <laughs> uh, so big question. Yes. Now that you finished your first marathon, when's the next one?
3: Disney 2019.
0: Well, yes, but when So beyond that, are you, are, yeah, you think you're going to keep doing full. them.
3: I don't know if I'm doing it. Absolutely. I would love to do more. Uh, I love doing road races. It's, it's, it's fun for me and I love crossing finish lines. It's, and I, What I love also trying to do during races is just uh, you know play with the like play with the spectators, play with the volunteers, like with the photographers and everything. Try and do something silly, so like do some jump shots. I have a jump shot of me in Brookline wearing the poncho, water flying everywhere. Um, That's all. It's all on my Instagram and everything. So and just kind of having fun with it. I want to do more Disney races because get to actually dress up and do something fun. Mm-hmm. I have some costume ideas. <laughs> so um, I don't know.
1: Well, can you share your Instagram uh, profile yeah. name so people know where to yeah. find you? Although yeah. I'm sure link, uh, Rob can link
3: yeah. so below to, too. Yeah, so I have Instagram and Twitter at Pinkies Up. So that's Pinkies plural up, all one word. So.
1: I like it, Pinkies
2: Up.
3: Yeah. Pinkies Up. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it's, yeah, it was kind of an old inside joke from college, but it was but it stuck and I because occasionally if you look at my pictures closely and most of them pinky's up. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a weird habit of mine. I <laughs> so, run with my thumbs up. So
1: I should be thumbs up, you know, I run like this. <laughs> hey.
3: There you go. I love it. Um, I do
1: wish people could see you right now because you got the shirt, you got the jacket. Early you had the medal. I mean the girl is decked out.
3: Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I have the marathon, the official marathon jacket. Um, that's really
2: beautiful. I love beautiful. it. I love the stripes. <laughs> yes, it's
3: really. And nice. it has like the like pretty purple on the shoulders, um, and then the back looks like this. It's a giant unicorn with the
0: logo. Giant BAA logo of
1: the unicorn.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's pretty awesome.
3: And here's the medal. And if you guys can see that, huh? that's what it looks huh. like. I, I even have it engraved
1: well definitely everyone if you haven't seen the boston medal go to her pinkies up because it's it's gorgeous
0: i going not say yeah. this is good radio yes. right now
3: yeah <laughs>
0: <sighs> look at my medal <laughs> yeah,
3: i mean i have my flag right here so
0: so yeah, you're gonna yeah. try to get into boston again
3: i would love to do boston again i i would love to go as a qualifier that's kind of like a, a pipe dream of mine but because I think for women between eighteen to thirty four is a three hour thirty five minute marathon, which is crazy. Oh. So that that's really crazy. So, but Desiree Linden, who won, she did two thirty nine, and apparently that's slow. It was one like, of the slowest won. ones. Yeah, yeah.
0: which yeah. I mean, it's not surprising given the conditions. But yeah, and considering what she had to do to get there, for those that didn't know the story, she ended up staying with uh, Shailene Flanagan. Yeah. for most of the race, and actually they made a pit stop. Did <laughs> use a porta potty. And she stuck with her instead of running off, and that Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about karma.
3: Yeah, and and I actually did read a few articles about like how sportsmanship helped Desiree Linden win the Boston Marathon because I guess uh, when people help other people uh, achieve their goals, they themselves achieve their goals, Mm -hmm. and they because I guess it releases uh, like neurotransmitters in the brain, like the you know dopamine, the the thing that makes you like the thing that makes you feel good, Um, and then think less about the pain that you're in because you're helping somebody else. Like it's putting your focus elsewhere. And that's like, and people say that that's how she got through it and how she ended up winning.
2: Wow. It's, I mean, it's true though. I mean, I've run in the past, I've run races with like maybe people who haven't trained as well or are slower. And it's like, I'm so busy trying to get them and checking on them. Are you okay? Are you okay? You got that? Like, I'm not even thinking about, my own you know, aches and pains. And even so. my
3: sister, when we ran Star Wars last year, it was her first half marathon. That was, my job was to get her through that. She had to walk a number of times, any, th- any kind of time we had to hit an incline. So like we would do the exit ramps. She had to walk because her ankle and her back were having so many issues. She couldn't like really do anything like that has her going up. Like, like that bridge over the international gateway, she couldn't do it. She had to walk. Um, And it took us a long time, but it took my, it put my focus elsewhere because I was like, you know, I have to get my sister through this race. And I was able, and when I crossed the finish line, I was able to just walk around like nothing happened. Meanwhile, my sister went straight to bed, leaving us to do the packing. Uh, So so she went straight to bed after the Avengers happened. She didn't even run. <laughs> <How
0: convenient>.
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so what advice would you give someone who was going to take on their first marathon? Uh,
3: Boston or any
1: any race? You
3: know, just uh just uh, stick to your training plan. Uh, find a good, solid training plan that you that works for you, um, and also supplement it with other things. Because if you go in solely just running, you're going to drive mm. yourself crazy. Yeah, because you just think like, oh, I have to get this number of miles, and I have to go here. I have to do this. No, like run quality miles. It's really more of a quality over over quantity, if you ask me. Because like, go like run something that you feel good about, and then. know don't back down just you know keep on going because you you know you never know what kind of things you're going to see on race day uh and just you know thank the volunteers for volunteering when you when you see them um and weight train because the interesting thing that happened to me this time like because i actually did a lot more weight training with training for the marathon than i did for any other race in my life and i was less sore after the marathon than I was after my last half marathon. Yeah. So
2: that's I mean, one thing that's- I think I've learned. I used to just run, and then my knees started to hurt. And yeah. once I started cross training more, it's like mm-hmm. you feel so much yeah. pressure. Yeah. I can save Cause your muscles me for are that thing.
3: right because your muscles just bounce right back. Like that's but like you do something like but you do a number on your joints. That's a little harder to come back from. So, but when you're but when you're weightlifting, you have that extra like kind of spring because mm-hmm. you have the strength to do it now
1: it's true so, that's awesome
3: yeah and your, your muscles are stronger so they can handle more so it's perfect <laughs> yeah and box it's a lot of fun and it's the best <laughs> stress relief when you're tapering because i was about a week away from the marathon and i was driving myself crazy with the taper so i just went to boxing and i just hit a bag for an hour it's perfect
1: I remember Tybee I used to love Tybee when it first came out oh my gosh that was the thing Billy Banks mm-hmm. so have the VHS's I might pop one just for you awesome.
2: I had the Denise Austin like t- t- kickboxing video remember her well like Colleen you're, you're younger than me so you probably don't know who Denise
1: is oh my gosh yeah I remember
3: her she was great
0: <laughs> all right well Colleen thank you so much uh, for taking the time to share your story and your experience. Uh, kudos to you. Great job. Fantastic. You did what a lot of people wouldn't do <laughs> under conditions Thanks. that were just Thanks. unbearable.
3: Yeah, and thank uh, you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank
1: you for coming on. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I, I, I put up some things. You'll see some more, um, like, not just running races, but also a lot of obstacle races. So you'll be seeing me in mud probably in the next couple of days. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and also one really, like I just want to mention this super cool thing that happened during the marathon. So at the finish line, you know, cause Boylston Tree, that's where they have all the photographers and everything. And like they have photographers all over, but you know, when I was running across the finish line, I was like, I'm going to totally try for a joyful jump shot at the finish line. There's going to be a photographer there. Somebody will catch it. Yep. You know, just go for it and if i eat it at the finish line okay fine. yeah i can say that i ate it at the boston marathon finish line whatever it'll be hilarious
1: that would be and, the one. Uh,
3: so not only did i like i did the jump shot over the finish line it was re- video recorded and that's also on instagram it was oh, nice. recorded by adidas oh nice email, yeah i got an email from them the following day i think it was an ad I was like, yo, know, you ran the Boston Marathon. You're a legend. And then they put this video together. It was customized to my bib number with my times. And then put a Jimmy Cross in the finish line. And there's the jump.
1: That's um, awesome. <laughs> I don't even try a jump shot because it never turns out. I'm always like mid stride or look like I'm about to trip. So kudos for you. It's
3: amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, it it was so much fun. And if anybody ever asked you, hey, do you want to run the Boston Marathon? Like okay. at a Christmas party? We know the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to say that. Just
2: say yes. Chuck me You'll out. never regret it. <laughs>
0: uh, so. right. And if anybody has any other questions too, uh, like if you haven't already, join iJoy Joyful Miles Running Club. Uh, mm-hmm. We can also connect there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, it's a great community to help you know push each other and, and help each other with training and answer questions and um, do a little self bragging, right? Brag about the races you're doing, brag about the accomplishments yeah. you're making.
3: Show um, your bling.
0: Yeah, show off the bling. A lot oh, of yeah. bling. Uh, being shown these days. Yeah.
3: yeah, and I mentioned earlier that um, my friend, the OCR trainer, uh, is putting out a video coming up on Sunday of my marathon experience. So you're gonna get some video footage there too. So like, it'll be right on the page. So just go ahead and give it a watch and give her a subscribe as well, because nice. she, because she does great work and she's helped me so much. Well,
1: it'll I'm already happy. be out by the time this podcast gets awesome. put up. It'll already be out, so we can sure. we can see it then.
3: Yeah, definitely. Right? All
0: right. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Um, so thank you again, Colleen. And um, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, awesome. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening as always and supporting the show. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so. And if you get a sec, leave us a comment uh, and a review. Those things help and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube ch- uh, channel. And like you already said, the joy for miles running club, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, put links in the show notes for everything uh, today that we talked about. We talked about a lot. Um, and you know we want to hear from you too like what races are you training for what help do you need what questions do you have um, that want you want to answer we'll, we'll probably do another Q&A show here soon because we've been kind of stocked We like some questions we
1: got some, we got some good questions we got
0: some good ones coming so if you have any questions get those out to us and we'll answer them on our next show uh, and for now uh, we want to thank you for listening have a joyful week and we'll see you next week take care everybody thanks everyone yeah,
3: thanks Bye. again for having me
0: Pauline, you want to take us out?
3: Uh, with the song? With the you song. can do it. I, I have
1: faith
0: in you. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: you okay. can do it. John Paul Miles. Yes. Beautiful.
0: That was really well done. Oh. That, yes. was, that
2: was awesome. it was better than I
3: thought. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: You're like, yeah. I didn't even know I could sing. <laughs>
3: I can't. It's a fire